0: 14.40, more shots are being fired from the Suds Bank. 14.40, more shots are being fired from the suspects at Laurel Canyon, north of Detroit for the Bank of America. Please, I want one unit on the north side, I want an unit on the south side, and I want
1: an unit on the south, if possible. It was just another normal day in Los Angeles on February 28th of 1997. And the residents of North Hollywood were driving up and down Laurel Canyon running their errands, attempting to make it on time to work. And for some of those residents that needed to stop at their local Bank of America, you know the one off of Laurel Canyon between Victory and Van Owen? If only they knew that just walking past those doors just shortly after 9am, that they would witness and be a part of one of the most intense robbery and police shootings in US history. <laughs>
2: In our unit,
0: built before the before the (laughs) parking We need a
2: supervisor to form a recovery unit and pick up this officer. They're requesting a supervisor to form a recovery unit to pick up the officer.
1: In today's episode of hollyweird paranormal it's another return to the los angeles police museum in highland park california we were invited to do another investigation on the anniversary of the north hollywood shootout of 1997. grab your k2 your edi or maybe your sls camera and join myself matt Lytle, along with Grave seekers paranormal sherry and gloria As we head back to the museum to conduct a second investigation within the North Hollywood shootout exhibit, according to Misha and Lori, the assistants there, there's been a lot of activity that has been occurring around that exhibit and it just so happens to be the week of the 24th anniversary of the North Hollywood shootout and stay tuned to find out what messages we collected from the other side. Let's get Holly Weird as we return to the Los Angeles Police Museum. Welcome to episode seventy six of Hollyweird Paranormal Podcast. You're about to listen to part two of our investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum. We highly recommend that you get caught up with episode 75 of part one of our investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum. Due to the graphic nature of this episode, listener discretion is advised. Now let's get Hollyweird.
3: If you were living in
1: Los Angeles during 1997, do you remember what you were doing or where you were at the day of the North Hollywood Shootout? This is a question that I actually asked a couple of my neighbors. I actually developed a pretty good friendship with quite a few of them because of my dog Mia. We always go walking around the neighborhood or the pocket as we called it. Because it just felt like a pocket full of cookie cutter houses in this little dot in North Hollywood. That is actually five minutes away from where the North Hollywood shootout occurred. A few weeks back, I remember striking a conversation with quite a few of them in their front yards and telling them that I was doing an investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum, specifically within the North Hollywood shootout exhibit. Their mouths dropped. They instantly started sharing their stories of where they were at and how they remembered so vividly the events of February 28th, 1997. Quite a few of them even remember being at home and walking in their front yard and seeing the helicopters fly overhead, hearing the gunshots and the commotion. Let's chat with a few of them. So where were you on February 28th of
3: 1997? So I live about five minutes from the location. This is my neighbor, Gloria,
1: and she's lived in the pocket for quite some time. We're also joined by our mutual friend and neighbor, Sherry. The both of them were actually present during our second investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum.
3: And, um, I first figured out something was going on when I heard helicopters circling, and it 's l a so you really kind of take it with a grain of salt. But for some reason, I turned on the t v to see if they were covering anything, and sure enough, there were the photos from the helicopter of this shootout happening and I remember you could hear the gunshots from my house, and I remember the 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 helicopter shot of one of them, I don't know who was shooting directly at the helicopter and how afraid I was that that was going to come out of the sky. It was it was horrifying looking at someone shooting this rifle at a helicopter five minutes from your house. But equally horrifying was, as the the shootout went on, was to see these armored vehicles driving up Laurel Canyon. And I'm thinking, this is my neighborhood. How can there be armed vehicles rolling up Laurel Canyon it was it it was so surreal I remember I was really scared I didn't I didn't really know why because it was sort of over there it mm-hmm. wasn't like you know the other side of my fence but still when you see that amount of violence you can't help but think oh my god is it coming my way mm-hmm. that are they going to get away are they going to come down here right it was just horrifying I just can't... And I think that day or the day after, I I was actually supposed to be across the street at Sears getting my tires changed in my car. And I remember <laughs> thinking, I can't go. I don't think I went for like two weeks after that. I couldn't even go in that area.
1: The North Hollywood shootout was definitely one of those pivotal moments in Los Angeles history that made L.A. stand still for exactly 44 minutes. And just to get a few of you or most of you caught up to date, or just to refresh your memory about what happened on February 28th of 1997. Two armor-clad figures standing calmly outside of a Bank of America were spewing machine gun fire at a swarm of police officers, shooting back with pistols from behind car doors and trees. Within minutes, the parking lot outside of the Bank of America on Laurel Canyon Boulevard in North Hollywood was on TV screens across the country, as shocked viewers watched the battle unfold on live feeds from network helicopters circling overhead. And for 44 minutes, outgunned officers engaged the bank robbers, dodging bullets, rescuing their wounded, and peppering their targets with hundreds of shots that bounced off harmlessly. Gradually, their shots probed opening in their adversary's armor as a SWAT team arrived from afar to equalize the firepower. The North Hollywood shootout ended with the two robbers, Larry Phillips Jr., age 26, and Emil Matasarano, age 30, dead in the street. Close to 11 or 12 officers were severely wounded, and eight bystanders were also wounded within the crossfire, but none were killed miraculously the atmosphere like in that area after the shootout? Just, I wouldn't say like a couple weeks afterwards. Was it still kind of chaotic with news reporters and detectives and police officers? Yeah, there was all of
3: that going on. But in general, too, you could feel within the neighborhood there was this tentativeness of everybody who lived in this area that it, it was it was like people didn't know what to do with what they had seen. You know, they were just in shock for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, residents of the era, of this general area, did not go up there for quite some time because the bullet holes lasted for so long. The key shop across the street was all shot up. And you could see that for so long that if you were to go into that area, it just brought it all back. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: It opened up a lot of wounds for a lot of people mentally.
3: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Do you feel, like, a tension every time or, like, a cringe every time you hear, like, helicopters go over your house? Yes,
3: yes. (laughs) It brings back. Yes, a helicopter went over my house the other day and was shining lights in my backyard and in my neighborhood. I'm like, oh, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're sort of PTSD from the whole thing. Right. Really. And what
1: about you, Sherry? Where were you when you... uh, experience February 28th, 1997?
4: Well, it was about 9.30, I decided I was gonna do some gardening and I was hearing a helicopter, realized I heard a helicopter just above me hovering. And so I was looking and I went on with my gardening and I realized now he's over here. And then he was over here. And it was just back and forth. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I did hear the gunshots but I didn't realize that's what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. And my phone rang. It was my brother-in-law. And he said, I asked him, I don't. he wanted something else. But I said, do you know what's going on? He said, no, I think there's something going on, but I'm not sure. So I got off the phone with him, came in, and turned on the TV. And my first shot was the overhead shot of Larry Phillips shooting. I thought, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I just... That was it i was I wasn't supposed to go to work until uh, probably two o'clock. I think it was one or two and i thought i could I've got time for this, so I sat down and started watching it, and it was mesmerized. It was like watching a show it was it was so surreal and to watch these two guys so calmly walking down the street when i'm jumping around inside, thinking, "How can these guys be so calm and um and they're showing the cops running and, you know, they're they're shooting. You see, you see, you're seeing all of these police cars that were in in the positions that they were and you see people behind them. And it was still, I still couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then I remember my brother-in-law calling from Denver saying, what the heck is going on there? And I said, I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Of course, they're talking, you know, the, the, the uh, newscasters are saying what's going on. And it was... I used to work right across the street from there, and that sees candy, and, which is now gone. And I had been gone for years, but it was, still it was, I knew exactly where everything was, where you know the, the key, the, the, the dentist you know, um, guy was there, and, and I just knew exactly what was going on and where. So, and unlike a lot of people, I had this need, I need to go to work. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've got to get ready for work. And then I hear, we're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. We're on lockdown down to Burbank Boulevard. Oh, yeah. And so, and I'm thinking, gee, how am I going to get to work? I, you, know, I'm, you know, all this, you know, I, this responsibility. And
1: so. People need their chocolate.
4: Yeah. And so I, I kept thinking, you know, I should have just stayed home. But I went to work. I made it down there by 5 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. I went to work. Yes, I'm, I'm duty bound. And, um, but unlike other people, I was curious when I came home that night, it was about 11 o'clock, I drove down that street,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and it was dead silent. And not that I expected a bunch to be going on, even though I, I wouldn't have been surprised, but it, what was surreal to me was all the chalk marks on the oh ground, where the bullets, you know, where, where everything was, and all of, you know, this. And and I felt I don't belong here, but I had felt this need to go down there, and It was, um, and there may be a few people milling about, but it was pretty late and dark. And only my headlights could I really see these, what I was seeing. And it was, it was, I just got this really weird feeling. And then driving up, and I couldn't see much on the, the, uh, at at the bank. And I I knew what was there. I knew it was all shot up. And um, I did see one pole that you could see pieces of, of wood you know, coming out, and I knew the tree over there. I mean, because you, you saw the whole thing. So it was um, surreal, for, just like it were for anybody. It was for me, too. And But I just felt this need to go down there. And then I've heard this was on a Friday, and I heard by Monday, B of A had patched up everything, changed everything, so it didn't look like anything happened. But that was one little spot. Mm-hmm. Everything around them still had bull holes in them. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure there's a. A, uh, an apartment building there that still has bullet holes.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
4: and there was a man there um, who was in the bank, and I remember seeing uh, him, they talked to him later, and he picked up one of the bullets, and he had an earring made out of it. <laughs> and I'll never forget that, and him wearing this earring.
1: <laughs> he made an earring he out made one an of one of the bullets?
4: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I don't know what happened to him, but I just remember that. And it's it was something that was... Whenever I go up there, I always think of it. I don't go up there very often, but I never go by there that I don't think of that. Of course, yeah. And it was, it was something that was, was, I mean, to find out that, I mean, the, the, the whole United States and probably, you know, all, all around the world heard about it, mm-hmm. knew about it. So it was something that, w- that will always stay with me. And it was very, um, it, was, it was upsetting, it was exciting, mm-hmm. and it was, but it was very sad. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that I knew one of the SWAT officers. I remember you telling me that. And it was um, somebody I knew from from childhood and, you know, I went to school with. And I was shocked to see him, but it was, you know, I knew he was a a police officer Mm -hmm. and I didn't know SWAT. But, um, yeah, there he was. So it was um, something, like I said, it will always be with me. Mm -hmm. Something I will never forget. Did you have any customers that day? Yeah. oh
1: that's true <laughs> did yeah. you have it yes I did and I was
4: a celebrity because I, I yes I do remember talking to a few of them
1: wow. and because I
4: came in late I was supposed to be there at, I think it was one o'clock I, it was my it was my hour and it was five o'clock and like and they said why are you here and I don't know I just because I, I I was a manager and I I felt I need to be here this is my job which was right yeah but I mean, I, I had a perfectly good excuse. I mean, when you're on lockdown, you're not going anywhere. Right. So I think it was it was like three o'clock or so when we could finally mm-hmm. leave, because they still thought there was another third suspect.
1: Oh, I remember. That's that. why we were on lockdown. Mm-hmm.
4: So, <clears throat>
1: anyway, that's my story. If resilience was a person, it would definitely be Sherry. Just her need to get up and do her job, and also support her community just speaks volumes of her personality but there is another thing that she brought up too that wasn't mentioned before the third gunman Ah, yes the third gunman theory this was something that was brought up during our second investigation at the lapd museum through bob and sherry and we definitely used this as a question that we presented during the ask this method and during our evp sessions within the exhibit as well According to a March 2000 LA Times article, it was definitely a surprise twist, and it came from a lawyer representing an LAPD officer who attempted to introduce in federal court the possibility of a mysterious third gunman in the bloody North Hollywood Bank holdup. And this specific individual evaded a police dragnet and has never been caught. According to the lawyer for the police officer, who questioned a woman who said she saw a heavily armed man running from the vicinity of the shootout and into a shed under her apartment window, followed by another witness account by a gentleman who goes by Haddad. I looked out of my window and there is a man running. He hopped over the fence and ran into the shed with a machine gun. Now, according to Deputy City Attorney Donald Vincent, who confirmed in an interview that the LAPD sent police dogs into that same shed and the dogs discovered evidence of someone in the shed. However, the police did demolish the shed, but no suspect was ever found.
2: The date is
1: February 28, 2021, and the time is 7.08 p.m., I climb onto the steps of the LAPD Museum where I'm greeted by Misha. I'm kind of clutching my bag filled with my equipment for tonight's investigation. I'm actually nervous, (laughs) maybe a little excited, but actually nervous considering that today is the 24th anniversary of the North Hollywood shootout. And I'm kind of curious how tonight will end up. Will it be almost the same as the first investigation that we conducted a few weeks ago? Or would there be any more surprises from Larry or Emil? Who knows? I'm then led into the meeting room where I'm greeted by familiar faces. I see Lori, Bob, and even my neighbors Gloria and Sherry. Talk about coincidences? Well, that seems to be the theme, right? It was a coincidence that when I ran into Sherry, we both shared our passion for the LA Dodgers, dogs, and even the paranormal sherry and gloria created a group called grave seekers paranormal and they were ecstatic when i invited them to be a part of this investigation what can i tell you about sherry and gloria's investigations well let's just say that if you can survive an investigation at the washoe club in virginia city nevada then you can survive any investigation, period. And alongside with me will be Matt Lytle from The Last Investigation and the podcast Booz and Bros. Then soon I'm greeted by Chairman Officer Bob Alaniz with a big surprise.
5: I gotta uh, refresh my memory, but I think one of these has his uh, actual felony record, and then one's a fake, and they got later. So I, I, he had a real one and a
1: fake speaking.
5: one. Yeah, because if he, yeah. he tried to uh, apply for a job or do something sensitive, then his real history shows up on one of them.
1: Is that an explosive? What is that?
5: No, this okay. is. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: so this is the container. He
5: he ordered a uh, laser to put on his one of his rifles. Oh, oh my god! So this is the container that wow. he came from.
1: Remember in part seventy five. Were the theme turned into trigger objects? Well, Bob certainly brought one major trigger object that we were able to use for this investigation. It was the briefcase that belonged to Emil Matasarano and it held so many personal items that belonged to him. A lot of it was paperwork and even personal documents such as his birth certificate, immunization card, and two social security cards. One fake and one real. And then I noticed this container. It kind of looked like a stick of dynamite. Bob tells me that that was actually container for a laser that he had purchased from a store in Long Beach that he was going to use on one of his rifles for the shootout. But the more that we dig, the more that we notice the surveillance photos. Bob pulls them out and shows us the photos that they had taken before the shootout of different locations that they wanted to hit.
5: Yeah, Predator Laser Division. Mm-hmm. Wow. So just knowing that, like, he opened that
2: yes.
6: to put it on a gun where he was gonna shoot at mm-hmm. people. Like, that's just yeah. so creepy. All right. What else we got here?
5: And then, so then he gets surveillance of some of these places. Oh, look. So this is his uh, surveillance photos. So let me pick out a a couple of good ones
1: for you, okay? Okay. Bob sorts through the photos to pull a few that we can use for our own documentation and to post in our social media. As he's going through the photographs, we notice that he comes to a section of them where it's just what looks like a meals family. But there is this one particular one that really struck me. At first, I really didn't recognize Emil in this photograph because he was smiling, and he looked so happy. In the back of the photograph, it read, Great Moments at Magic Mountain. In this photograph, you can see that he is standing with a costume figure, it looks like to be a roadrunner, in the middle. And on his left is his wife, from what I'm assuming. Dark curly hair, white shirt, acid-washed jeans, It, it was the 90s. And then there's this young boy standing in front of the costume figure. I'm assuming it's his child. He's between the ages of eight and ten. And there's Emil standing right next to all of them, happy. Almost looks like he's laughing. It definitely set a different tone to see a different side of him. And then it hit me. I was able to see Emil's humanity for the first time in these photographs aside from all the news footage that I would see on YouTube from the 1997 North Hollywood Bank shootout. I didn't see the ski mask wearing armed and armored criminal at all. I saw a man who was a husband and a father. As I go through more of his personal photographs, I notice the same woman from the Magic Mountain picture are in other photographs with him, standing next to a black Mustang, driving away in a black Mustang. It made me wonder, if part of the reason why he did these bank robberies was to make his wife happy, to give her the things that he couldn't afford to give her. But throughout the night, throughout the entire investigation, after viewing those photographs, the question kept them popping up in my mind. Why? What snapped Emil? Were you pressured? I guess I'll get that answer as I conduct the Ask This Method later on in the investigation. So we start to gather our material, our tools, and the trigger objects from the briefcase as we make our way to the second level. We make it to the exhibit as we set our devices and begin our sessions. We have use of flashlights
4: down on the floor if anybody would like to. Communicate with us. Whoever is here. Okay, can you turn that off? Thank you. So you know that it's there, that it works. Are we talking with Larry? You touch that flashlight and make it go on for yes. Okay, thank you. Can you turn it off? A little more. Thank you. Is that Emil? Are we talking with Emil? Can you turn that off? Or is that still Larry? Can you turn that flashlight off, please? Oh, thank Thank you. So we have Larry here. Wow. Can you turn it off,
1: Larry? Side note, that was Bob talking outside of the exhibit. And please pardon any outside noise, pollution. It is a busy street where the museum is located. So what you're listening to is actually our second session within the North Hollywood Shootout exhibit. We attempted to do a session with the REM pods and found no success, no communication at all. And then Sherry and Gloria decided to bring in their flashlights, these little Maglite flashlights. They used this method before in many of their other investigations and had success, so we attempted to use them in our second session, and we found out that this was a better way to communicate with whomever or whatever was in that exhibit with us that night. Now, for some of you who are not aware with the flashlight session or the flashlight method, you may have seen it on a few paranormal or ghost hunting shows. I know I've seen it on a few ghost hunting shows, but what it involves is one or two flashlights, specifically mini mag lights that turn on and off by rotating the head and handle in opposite directions. Now, according to Gloria and Sherry, their said method is to turn on the flashlight and then slowly turn it off to the point where the flashlight turns off. Now what I noticed from their setup that night was that they had two flashlights stationed on the floor next to the trigger objects. One or two would turn on after a question was asked, but another thing that I noticed too beforehand and from what I observed from the duo is that as Sherry and Gloria were setting up the flashlights, they were stomping on the ground to make sure that the vibrations wouldn't be the cause of the flashlights turning on and off or interfere with the session at all. It was myself, Gloria, Sherry, Misha, Lori, and Matt all sitting and standing quietly in that room as the session was going forward.
4: It's a big day for you here, your anniversary. Are you out and about right now? Turn the flashlight on if you are. Okay, thank you.
1: You can turn it off again, please. Emil, are you the one that stands behind Misha in her office? Turn on one of the flashlights. Is it someone else who stands behind Misha in the office?
6: Do you stand? Whoa. Oh, oh. Whoa. What did you just ask? If it if if was there.
1: someone else. Emil.
4: Oh, no, you said it must have been. Yeah, if it was someone else. Uh, do you
1: know names? Keep a pin in this question and answer that I just asked because we'll soon get an answer for it later as we conduct the S this method. All we know is that it's, there's a Walt, but it, he's in the basement. He was a molester. And
6: Manny the. Oh. <laughs> that's um, the guy in the jail cell, right?
1: Manny
6: the molester, yeah. Manny, yeah. Is it Manny? Can you turn the other flashlight on if it's Manny? Yeah. Okay, turn it on if it's Manny.
3: They're out. was it you that killed that security guard, the Brink security guard in Woodland Hills?
2: Wow. Whoa, strong. So both of the
1: Jeez. flashlights cool. turned on. Well, they... They really like you guys.
4: Can you turn the flashlight off, please? Mm -hmm. So was it Emil that went crying to Mama? Can you light the flashlight if that's true?
1: When did that happen? the
2: the break it
4: was
1: before oh wow i didn't know that obviously
4: before
1: was that confirmation that you guys committed that crime before was that like a test drive can you turn the flashlight off please
3: Mary, do you remember sitting with your father on the porch? I think it was like next to a trailer. And you were holding a little dog. You looked oh, really happy. Oh my God, oh my God.
0: What? I've gotta get out of here because it looked like there's a huge shadow behind you and it wasn't your shadow. And it was moving right behind you. Okay. <sighs> do you want to leave? Do you want to Do you wanna get out of here? No, it's okay now okay. that I can see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like this right behind you. Oh,
6: was it? Yeah. Do you like the fact that I coshed down? Because now I was smaller? How about now? You like me now? Emil, is that you? Where'd you guys get all the guns? Did you guys do target practice before you robbed banks? You guys look like you knew what you were doing.
4: Did you guys? ever pull any other uh, armored car robberies besides the one where you killed the man? Can you light the light for yes? Okay. Did you ever kill anybody else? Is it Emil that's standing behind
0: Matt?
2: Oh yeah.
6: Oh. Of course it is.
0: And it's out and they keep coming out because the
1: light in there goes off that's for movement inside the uh-huh. case so um, do you, do you, know you guys that? know what's going on with that with that um, sensor uh, what Misha's saying so apparently when the light goes off that means there's movement inside the case right
3: mm-hmm. when and, the light goes off
1: mm-hmm. but it has to happen inside the case mm-hmm. okay
3: yeah. has been happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, well, That's what so happened last time we were here. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's been going on and I could see it. Like uh, while you're asking yeah, questions, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's been like going crazy. Can
0: you turn long the flashlight light off, please? Thank
6: you. Oof. So you, go ahead, go ahead, sir. Are you stepping in and out of the case? Literally, I was about to ask. Can you light the light? If yes. do you go into this case right here because it's you guys it's your bodies it's your armor it's how you guys were when you died that wasn't me i didn't move that was that was, that was behind me yeah that's behind me
1: that is whatever it's behind you yeah it keeps on moving behind you yeah i know i get chills i think it remembers you oh 100
6: <laughs> yeah we were just here a couple weeks ago I wasn't one talking shit, but. Yeah, that
1: was Caliph. Did you, do you guys remember Caleb?
6: Oh, yeah. I bet you do.
1: They really, you guys really didn't like him, huh? You know, Caliph works head of security for his job. You didn't like someone of authority. Intimidating you, huh?
6: Yeah, if you guys were alive, Caleb would definitely beat both your asses. How do you feel about that? Do you think that'd be possible? Life
4: the light if it's
6: no. Yeah. Oof. He would disagree. He thinks he can beat me up for crying out loud, so...
4: (laughs) (laughs) Only if he's got a gun. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Only if these guys had a gun.
4: Can you... thank you?
6: It's me walking. (laughs) Oh, that was weird.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: So the light is off in the case.
3: I've noticed that correlation, when the light goes off a lot of times, these will go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh, are you guys testing out the waters, huh? There's a couple of new faces with us today.
4: Yeah, we were there when you were shooting, not too far away, we heard it. We could see the helicopters over our houses as you were shooting at them. Are you proud of what you did? That
6: girl. Oh, you are proud. Okay. Well, I wouldn't be proud because it was a fail. I was gonna say. Right? I would not be proud. If that's the way I went out. I mean, I know, I get it. You guys went out with a bang, but it's still a fail.
3: Are you stuck here? Are you able to leave this museum? Oh. They're stuck here. Yeah.
6: Can you turn that off? Okay, I got a question. Do you want to leave this museum or do you like being by all of your gear? If you like being by all your gear and these little mannequins that are supposed to be you guys, let me know.
4: Light the light.
2: Would you do Okay. Okay.
6: I mean, these guys probably had such huge egos too. Right? Yeah, yeah, you guys know. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. This is a whole display of what they did. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys are probably dancing around here going, Look at us, we're famous. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got a trigger object. It's a very minor trigger object.
1: What
6: is it? It's a $10 bill. You guys like music, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. Money. I didn't have a hundred. On, Look, so in I, the '90s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm sure
0: it could have.
6: I want to put it by the room, here's ten bucks. You said you like money, right? You're on banks. I need that back, by the way.
2: <laughs>
1: we do live in that's LA.
6: to get after this. <laughs> There's ten dollars. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Thank you. I'm <laughs> not Thanks. offering
6: it to you, by the way. I'm gonna take it right back with me. I thought I had 20 on me, but I didn't. So I was like, eh, <laughs> that'll
2: work.
1: I want to know, Emil, did you have something wrong with your brain? Is this why you wanted to rob the banks? That
2: was me. Okay.
1: Were you sick, Emil? Or was it all Larry? Was it Larry? Did he pressure you? Yeah. Oh. I had a feeling Larry was the mastermind because Emil, I'm looking at your photographs downstairs and there's this beautiful picture of you and your wife. I think that's your wife and your son at Magic Mountain. Was that Was that a happy time? Turn on that other flashlight if you remember that time at Magic Mountain with your wife. Did you buy her that black Mustang? Is that why you wanted to rob the bank to make her happy? To get her things that you promised to get her?
6: Did you really need all that money? Were you trapped into doing it? You you guys
1: got obsessed. They got obsessed with it. They, They could do it the first couple of times and you guys got obsessed.
6: Yep. You know, I'm kind of feeling, wow, I'm kind of feeling both. And I feel like, you, I mean, we're really getting to Emil and asking him questions. And I bet Larry's like, don't you, don't, don't answer. Don't, answer. Don't, don't you, you
0: feel, feel, yeah, you, you feel
6: that, right? You don't you answer you, these stupid questions. You. And then right now, look.
1: Look. Yeah. Remember we talked about the suppression. There's, there's a suppressive energy here. Mm-hmm. There's a bully. Mm-hmm. It's probably
6: Larry. You could look at Larry's face and see that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. that's very true. Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: there
4: we go. Yep. Yeah. Larry,
1: are you a bully? Are you the leader?
4: Emil,
1: is Larry a bully? <laughs> I see, he literally, Emil. Yeah. Emil, I will snap in those guys.
6: Look, it's silent, too. Oh Emil's <laughs> like, I'm gonna grab
1: it.
6: <laughs> They're fist fighting on the other what? side.
1: Like, I don't mean to be was, rude. Oh there you yeah. go. There what? we go.
6: Emil must have won that fist fight.
0: Yeah. Was there a third suspect in the North Hollywood bank robbery? Whoa, oh, okay. Whoa. Uh <laughs> Bob. <laughs> you guys gotta come in here, this is really insane.
1: We were receiving so many intelligent responses with the flashlight sessions. It seems that there is a presence or two there with us, or possibly more, maybe not connected to the exhibit, but maybe connected to someone within our group. And everything will tie together in the last session that we conduct of this investigation as I proceed to be the guinea pig of the esthis This Method. We couldn't believe that we received a response on the flashlight in regards to the third suspect. We call Bob into the room, which you heard him talking outside. He comes in and we try to conduct another session with the flashlights with him inside the room and surprisingly no luck. Maybe they're afraid of Bob. But then after Bob leaves the room, Matt asks a question and we capture an EVP That is so clear. We'll replay it several times, but here it is.
6: Could you squat 300? Yes or no, or yes. If you can squat 300, turn on (laughs) those on. Emil, you were 285 pounds. You should be able to squat 300, right? I mean, Gold's Gym. A lot of dudes on roids there. Did you guys take any steroids?
1: Sherry actually notified me about this EVP first that she caught on her other recorder, and I went back on my audio and caught it too. But here it is once more.
6: Do you guys take any steroids? Do you guys take any steroids?
1: Did we hit a bit of a sensitive subject with these two semi-gym buffs, Larry and Emil? Based on Matt's research of the duo, it turned out that Larry met Emile at a Gold's gym. And that's where the two hit it off. Could have been the steroids that they made him a little more hot-headed who knows we proceed more with the flashlight sessions
2: okay let's talk about misha do you like misha coming up here Light up Yep. yeah oh, wow. okay okay, sorry in sorry room. Oh, yeah.
6: sorry it's dark.
2: Okay. Turn the light off, please. Uh uh-huh. That's just telling. Okay, good boys. Do you follow Misha downstairs to her office? Either one of you. Light up for yes. Okay. Do you stay strictly on this floor? Light up for yes. Wow. Huh. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Does anyone walk around the first floor that you know of? Like, forgets. Do you care about the first? Oh. Okay.
1: The flashlight session comes to an end, as we feel as though we received what we needed in terms of intelligent responses with the flashlights. We felt that whatever or whomever was there was definitely making communication and wanting us to know that he was definitely in charge. Could it be Larry? Is he still calling the shots, even in the afterlife, silencing a controlling him? Was he the leader? And was there really a third suspect, even though we received an answer that there was, but we can't confirm 100%. We go ahead with a spirit box session and kind of come up with no luck with that technique, especially in that room, especially with the REM pods. I guess spirit wants what it wants It wants to choose in different ways how to communicate with you with certain tools. We take a bit of a break, Bob ends up leaving, and then we go into the S this method. Now, for some of you who are not too familiar with the S method, here's a little tidbit about it. The S method is the process by which one places a blindfold over one's eye and covers one's ear with isolation headgear or noise cancellation headphones that is plugged into a device such as an SB7, which creates white noise in order to commune with spirit and has been coined the Estes method, of course. Now, the name came from Carl Pfeiffer, Connor Randall, and Michelle Tate, who were searching for a new and different way to communicate with the other side. Their brainstorm was convinced at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado in 2016. Now, how does it work? You need two people at the very least. I'll elaborate in a minute on variations we found, which works wonders. One set of sound-isolating headphones, which covers your entire ear, earbuds will not work. Too much sound has the chance to filter through. And one device, which creates wide noise, such as the SB7 Spirit Box. And a blindfold, which fits tight around your eyes, letting no light in. One person, the receiver, dons the blindfold in the headphones and listens to the white noise scan. Either forward or backward, it doesn't matter. For words or phrases to blurt out when he or she or they hears them. And the other person, the operator, asks questions. That's the person that doesn't have the blindfold and or the headphones. It is as simple as that person with the blindfold and headphones cannot hear the other person asking the questions, nor see their mouths moving to make out the words of those questions. The whole point of the experiment is to try to gain unbiased answers, to remove group bias. Not to mention, it also intensifies your sensory deprivation, which is something that has been practiced for ages, even in the act of communicating with the dead. And we were all here for it. I volunteered as tribute to be the receiver, to be the one donning the blindfold and the noise cancellation headphones. This was my first time to participate in a method such as this, and I was definitely game for it. Now join me as I blindfold myself, apply the headphones, and turn on the SB7 spirit box. I hear nothing but white noise. Here's how everyone is standing in the room. Keep this in mind because something happens to me that I can't even explain. Sherry is actually at my 10 o'clock. Gloria is right next to her. My 12 o'clock is Matt with the camera, and it's just the four of us in the room. Misha and Lori are outside of the exhibit. I'm sitting down, and on my right is where they have to display with the two mannequins, and on my left is another display with the gloves and other items that Larry and Emil were wearing and carrying that day. No one is standing behind me, and there is space, and I remember this. Keep this in mind. And then we proceed with the method.
6: Alright guys, so our friend Tammy right there. Can't hear what we're saying and we're going to ask you questions and we want you to tell her okay it's really simple just go tell tammy the answer to her questions
4: larry was your mother a drug addict did she go to prison for drug possession
2: maybe holy shit. this is insane
4: did you go to jail for real estate fraud or did they not catch you my turn did you use your brother's id to get out of scrapes
6: can you tell us what you used to rob banks what did you use what did you have in your hands Us two. Yeah, I know it was you two. That's... Yes.
1: What kind of weapon?
6: Yeah, what kind of weapon was it?
1: She's standing there.
6: Who's standing here? Give us a name.
1: The other one.
6: Oh, are you talking about the third suspect? Is it the third suspect? So it is a female. Interesting.
4: Was she the third accomplice?
1: She's the one.
6: Who is she? Give us a name. You can't just say she. You talk about money. Her. Okay.
1: Get the plan.
6: Okay, you guys aren't. You're not robbing a bank anymore. Just letting you know. There's no money for you guys.
4: Did you hide money anywhere? That's a
1: good yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God.
4: Did you tell anybody
1: where? Of course.
6: Okay. Who'd you tell? And do they have the money? Did you tell your wife? I probably live. I don't tell the family. Hmm.
1: I'm about to come up.
6: Okay. Well come up. Go for it. We're here. Now. Alright.
1: We're
4: not afraid.
6: We're definitely not afraid. Do you know who you're talking to? Who's sitting there with the blindfold on?
1: Of course. You asked me. Some of these are behind me. mm right you, mm-hmm. what do you mm-hmm. say that?
0: Really? You know I
6: it. It's me? Who's me? Who's standing here? Show yourself. I'm taking a picture. Right here, I'm taking a picture. What's your name? I need you to stand there.
4: Who are we talking to? I. What is your name?
6: Larry. Get the (gasps) fuck out of here! No way. Thank you. This is. Incredible! Wow, that's chilling.
4: Where is Emil?
1: Don't say.
6: Emil, you don't you don't want him to tell us where you are.
1: Stand by.
6: Emil, do you want to talk to us? Is Larry the one who's been talking the whole time? Say. Yeah, say whatever you want.
4: Are you afraid of Larry, Emil?
1: Ditto. <laughs> hey, who's here? No it's one. Nobody.
6: Did anybody walk right here? No, mm-hmm. not at no. all. No.
1: Mm-mm. It feels like someone is right here and they're walking. They probably are. Okay. As I was sitting down, concentrating, and almost in a hypnotic state, I guess you can say, I felt this though someone was walking right behind me and I thought it was Sherry. But then again, it kind of clicked in my head, wait, there's no one behind me. And I would have felt Sherry's footsteps walking past me to get behind me. So who or what was behind me walking around? I don't know. And right when we went back to the session, I think I got a confirmation. Ah, it's me.
4: (laughs) Larry, what was your last name before you changed it? Use it. Your last name, Larry, before you changed it. I'm control.
6: You're in control of what, a meal
1: i got this
6: Are you guys- I'm coming Are you guys talking about- It sounds like they're talking about Mm -hmm. their last day alive Mm -hmm. Like to me it sounds like they're still like- Reliving it Mm -hmm. Reliving it You know? Not necessarily like residually Mm -hmm. But I mean think about it
4: Yeah It's their anniversary And their last
6: thought Yeah Yeah Last thought The last words that they said to Mm -hmm. each other When they were alive
3: Do you know that you passed away? Keep asking. Do you know that you're dead?
6: Do you know what year it is? Right now, do you know what year it is? New Year. (laughs) This is incredible. Yeah, it's a new year. It's definitely not 1997. But what year? Give us a number.
1: 21. Oh my
6: god. Get the... F- oh my gosh. This
1: 97.
6: Oh my gosh. Stop. This isn't happening right now. Look at my eyes. My eyes are watering. I don't know if I need to put this or not. Holy crap. Okay, we're going to have to Tammy. me. Okay, we're going
4: to calm down.
6: Okay, guys. Oh, um, this is incredible. I'm sorry. No. This is great. You guys are speaking intelligently with us. Like this is like I don't know if you guys are alive and you guys believe in ghosts or anything, but like this is proving that ghosts are real. You guys are helping that. And as much as I hate what you guys did, I was thank You
4: you're still spirit.
6: Yeah. You're still a spirit and we thank you for communicating.
1: I I walk.
6: Yeah, I'm sure you do. You probably float, too.
1: I walk all night.
6: Do you guys sleep?
4: Do you only walk at night?
1: By me. He walks by me. Who? Does? That's right. By me
6: that's right he walks mm-hmm. only at night yes, yes.
1: I keep walking it's
2: almost
6: sad right unless we are talking about the day
2: they just kept walking remember yeah, they didn't you know run mm-hmm. they never mm-hmm. ran mm-hmm. It really, you know, Larry just walked the whole time Larry what were your thoughts
4: on those those last minutes of your life when you were walking from the bank
1: You want the names? Behind. I'm
6: behind? I already know where you are. Who are you behind? I guarantee I know where that is.
4: Are you behind the car?
1: Always.
6: He was behind the car. Mm -hmm. Here. Yep, the light just went off. Ooh, my left side's
1: closed. Always here.
6: You are always here. My left... Honestly, my left butt is cold. Oh my gosh, 63.8. That's it.
4: What
6: do you mean that's it?
4: Do you realize how important you are today in, in LA because of the date?
2: I have to go.
6: Okay, so you're done talking?
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. Are you gonna
4: talk anymore to us?
1: Uh-huh. In this car. I have to go. The I car. Yep.
6: Yeah. Are you guys going down by your car outside? Is that where you like to go at night?
2: Yes.
4: Larry, did you shoot yourself? Keys.
6: Oh looking for the keys. Okay. Right. The keys are here. You gotta find them.
4: Larry, did you take your own life?
2: Don't stop. They're living. It. I
6: know. It's exactly. It is the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is
2: crazy. Mm-hmm.
6: Hey, what kind of gun did you have? An AK? What? what no you know? talk. Yeah. Standing up.
1: Uh huh. Can you hear me now?
6: Yeah, you just turned the flashlight on, so yeah. We heard you. Do you guys, do you guys look at yourself every day and at night? Yes. Uh, that's what I thought. What, what else do you guys do? Tell Tammy, what, what else do you guys do besides look at yourselves and go to your car? Do you try to grab these weapons that you used?
1: He talks.
6: Who talks? One of you guys? This guy.
4: What's his name? His name.
1: It's now or never. Mm.
6: See, Mm. wow. Mm -hmm. Crazy. It's like they're.
1: He gets it.
6: Yeah, I guess. I get it. It's crazy, right?
1: Mm. Camera.
6: Yep, exactly. (laughs) I know you're talking about me. I get it, dude. It's crazy, man. You guys are crazy. I can't believe you guys did that.
2: Go back. Out. See? It's like the of me. Did I mean to leave you? Right. Stay out. Wow.
6: You want me to leave you? Yes, stay out. Do you not want her to come back?
4: Did you shoot yourself, Lori? Greedy.
6: Greedy? Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't you call him greedy?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes.
6: They didn't like that. Did you guys go anywhere? Did you guys leave, since we're not leaving? Did you go out
4: to
1: walk around? You were talking.
6: Is anything you're talking or we're talking?
1: we're talking? Go off. We're here still.
6: Okay. Cool. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so <laughs> incredible. She has no idea what we're saying. Okay. Cool. I want to know what kind of guns you guys had. Tell Tammy what kind of guns you had. Did you guys have. Time? Stop. Okay. Fine.
2: Just back up.
6: Are you repeating what the cops told you guys?
1: Right. I
6: got major goosebumps. Can't see. Yeah, you probably couldn't see. Your last moments, you couldn't see. And next thing you know, you're dead.
2: Me, that's messed up.
6: Sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you the truth, man. It's all on the video. Millions of people have seen that video, dude.
2: Congrats. Congrats? Wow. Damn.
6: Yeah, that's a lot of people. You guys are famous.
1: <laughs> Good for you.
6: <laughs> yeah, I guess. This guy. What guy? You had to tell her names. We don't know who you're talking about. What happened to Emil? Yeah, I feel like we're just talking to Larry. Mm -hmm. Don't
4: you? Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk to Emil?
1: Right now. Yes, right now.
6: Yes, please. Leave. Who, us? Leave.
4: Go away. Don't you like it when we don't want to talk to you? We want to talk to Emil. Go
1: away.
2: Hmm. Larry. Now.
6: We're not going until we talk to Emil. That's right. There he is.
1: Is that you, Emil?
4: Who are we talking to right now?
6: Larry You've gotta be kidding me dude You've gotta
1: be kidding me Me What'd she say? Come down Come down
6: You talking to Leo? It's
2: so cold here You're welcome
6: Larry, um, question. Can you make another noise or anything or tell us, give all of us a message? You team? know what I'm
1: talking about? Heist. <laughs> yeah,
6: I would, I would say so. Yeah, he's definitely the mouthpiece. Yeah. You guys can't do that anymore.
1: You got me now. Wow. Are we both the same? Yes.
4: Who taught who to shoot? Never know.
1: Did Emil teach you Larry? He's here. Okay, good. He taught me.
0: He taught me?
1: Here. Emil taught
4: you
2: Larry? Course.
6: How do you guys feel?
2: Two.
6: Yeah, both of you guys. How, how many people were involved in the Bank of America shooting? Was it just you two? How A many? meal? Right. Was it just you two or was there another one? We're not gonna tell anybody. You might as well just tell us. Was there another person involved that got away? Unlike you guys? That's right. Wow, that chills. What was the name of the person, or the gender, or the color of hair, whatever?
1: It happens to be me.
6: Oh. Plot twist. Hmm. Is that third suspect dead? Are they here right now? Is it three spirits? This guy. So it was a guy?
4: What is this guy's name? Is it because you don't want him to have any glory?
1: Never talk.
6: Wow. Wow. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. We're giving him the right to talk.
1: You're walking into this.
6: Yeah. That kind of sounds like they are reliving it again.
1: Mm-hmm. She knows me.
6: Who? Who are you?
1: Downstairs. Oh, no way.
2: Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Nose.
4: Do you like her? Okay.
6: What's her name?
4: Her. <laughs> There's more than one Gosh. person downstairs, a female. What is her name that you're talking it's about? It's
6: her. Her? Is it her right here that I'm pointing to? Is that who you're talking about? It's me. Are they talking about a spirit, baby? Yeah. Under oh, no, a female spirit?
1: I looked down. What? Behind.
6: Oh no! No, it did not just say that.
1: Her. Oh
6: my God! Huh? It just said behind her,
2: downstairs. Okay. Oh. Looks says, what? He looks down. He looks down. He looks down. He a, looks down. You're sitting in your chair. That's right.
6: Get, I'm telling you, man, this is insane. This are, is you,
4: are
2: you trying to scare her? No,
1: hurt.
6: Hurt.
2: Behind. Are you trying to scare her? Not at all. Okay, good.
6: Good, because she's mm-hmm. a very nice person and does a lot for this museum.
4: Are you just trying to be friendly and make your presence known?
6: Are you trying to protect her? I'm the one. What, what's your name? I stand behind her. What's your name?
1: Senorita. Hispanic. Mm -hmm. But no hurts. That's very true. No hurts. Her. What's,
6: What's Senorita's name?
1: You asked me. Do you know her name? I do.
4: Can you say it?
1: Nisha. Oh my God. I see the to hear this. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> I have all this on tape. I have all this That's on tape. I not
2: about like Sandy or Bob. Know me. It literally says his hey, name as we're talking about. Who is, is Favorite. Favorite. She That's knows. Good. She knows. Mm. Favorite. Good.
6: Yeah, this is all good. Whoever, if there's any spirits trying to hurt Misha, do not do that. Do not do that. Don't let that spirit do that.
2: Not
4: bad.
6: Good. Good.
4: You will always protect her? Not bad. Will you help to protect her? It's hard. But you're, you like her, that's what matters.
2: But
6: you can only Of course. Yeah, but you can only stand behind her at her desk. You do not follow her anywhere else. You stay here.
1: Everybody, let's go. Just go.
6: You want us to go?
1: Time's up.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow.
4: Thank you so much for speaking with us. We really appreciate it. See you out.
6: Okay. See us out, but do not follow us home. Do not. This is your home. We are going to go ours.
4: And you're staying here.
6: You stay here and enjoy looking at yourself.
4: Again, thank you so much for this.
6: Tell Tammy goodbye. Say goodbye to her, and we will leave. Say goodbye. Oh. Um. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, Good night. Good night, guys.
2: Simon says.
6: Ah, oh, that's I mean. funny. That's funny. We're not playing Simon Says.
0: Who's <laughs> out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, We're trying to get out. Huh? Wait, what did he say? Simon, Simon says. says Oh.
6: No, well, we want to get out, but you have to tell Tammy goodbye before we get before we go. Wait, that's what my boyfriend would say. Have a nice stay. day. Really?
0: Okay, yeah. he basically said goodbye. you yeah. You just said Simon says he's boyfriend. boyfriend said that. He passed like away? on his Facebook to Wait, Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. My God, maybe he was coming through. Oh my gosh. Seriously, no. Name? Gus? Gus, are you here?
1: I'm gonna walk out. Is Gus here? Uh
4: huh. Do you want to talk I to me? I love you. <sighs> Did she say I love you? Yes. Do you want to talk to Misha?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, Misha. I think he's the one protecting me now from, yes. from them because he knew that we were doing this before he passed. Wow.
1: Uh huh
6: go to the market
1: said what go to the market
6: go to the market go to the market
1: oh.
0: do you have any other messages for me
2: haha
6: Just go to the market haha <laughs> is that a good joke that
0: oh me? well, he would always say what do you want from the market
6: he would
0: use a word market? Yeah, or like, um, no, he'd use store, but it was always, it was always uh, like, um, go pick up water, or what do you want from Bristol Farms, things like that.
6: Oh, he sounds
4: Do you want to say anything else to Misha? Mm-hmm.
0: Who's gonna go? Here? Huh? You know he's here. Or Is he? Is he around, here? You yeah. around you? Oh yeah, he's always around. I just
3: like so many comforting.
0: Huh? Have comforting. Huh? I didn't. I purposely didn't wear the necklace with his ashes because I didn't want it to interfere. Because mm-hmm. he's very protective. Yeah. And I'm not wearing it today.
6: Well, he's still here, protecting.
0: Me. Yeah.
4: Larry, are we done? Yep. Okay, Gus. Yes. Okay. Thank you.
6: I'm out. I'm out. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. No, <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> hey. He dismissed us. What? Oh my God. Tammy. Really? Uh huh. I'm not even joking. That was. We Amazing. we probably had at least ten, 10 oh. intelligent like. You, you had, he you, said
1: Nisha's name. Yes, it was a man's voice, and it said her name. What what was that? Gus
6: asked? Gus was her ex boyfriend who passed away, and mm-hmm. he said it's hard to protect her. Like I literally am like crying right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not kidding you. Like he said, literally, you said woman downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, looked down on her because she always feels a presence and then we asked are you trying to protect her and you said it's hard to because mm. of these folks
4: but he is protecting her
6: yeah <sighs> that's
4: right her I'm
6: telling you. Has. I didn't <sighs> even know that
1: they always seem to come back a loved one or an animal who's passed or someone or something that is just stuck in one area it was kind of difficult to explain, but I think I could explain it in this way. While focusing and concentrating on what was being said on the SB7 box, I felt like there was this tug-of-war. I was being pulled in many different directions. I felt like there were three additional people in there with me, fighting for the mic. I'm the mic trying to communicate to the rest of the individuals asking those questions. And then a pull pull not to answer. What I found very interesting was that there's this positive presence that was trying to make communication, trying to come through towards the end of the session. And it was Gus, Misha's ex-boyfriend. I remembered when I first visited, we talked about him. He had passed. He was an artist and he was known for saying Simon Says or writing it on his Facebook. They would always go to the market together And it turns out that he was the one standing behind her, watching over her, as she worked in the museum, possibly trying to protect her from whatever's there, wanting to intimidate and do her harm. Remember, in the first part, there's a good and a bad, a positive and a negative, and they're always at odds. And it just so happens that it's taking place in the Los Angeles Police Museum in Highland Park. Historian and writer Jeff Belanger once said, History, it's like ghosts, and it demands to be remembered. And that history of the Los Angeles Police Department, along with Los Angeles history, is definitely honored and put on display for all of us to see and learn from. And it's certainly there to be remembered. But when it comes to haunted history, given the time, the place, or even a specific historical object, And given just enough time, it can certainly manifest. And it seems like it certainly manifests at the Los Angeles Police Museum. It certainly has an energy of its own along with the other energies and entities that it houses. So my conclusion, is the Los Angeles Police Museum haunted? Absolutely. And is it a place where haunted history comes alive? Well, that's for you to find out. Why don't you come by and visit? This is part two of episode 75 of our investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum. And of course, we got to say a couple of major thank yous. A big thank you to, of course, the Los Angeles Police Museum team, Misha, Lori, and Bob. Thank you so much for allowing us to come and investigate and inviting us on the anniversary of the North Hollywood shootout of 1997. Also, another huge thank you to Grave Seekers paranormal duo, Gloria and Sherry. Thank you guys so much for being awesome paranormal investigators and also being my awesome neighbors. Another huge thank you to Matt Lytle of the Boos and Bros podcast. Be sure to be following him on Instagram at Matt Lytle and follow his podcast at Booz and Bros to find out when he'll post the video of our investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum on his YouTube channel. For updates of when to visit the Los Angeles Police Museum in Highland Park, please be sure to definitely follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Los Angeles Police Museum. Or you can visit them on their website at LAPHS.org. That's LAPHS.org. Stick around for episode 77 of part three of our investigation at the Los Angeles Police Museum post-mortem as i have a round table with grave seekers gloria and sherry as we discuss about our finds, the s method and so much more if you love holly weird paranormal podcast then show us that love back by following us at facebook and instagram at holly weird paranormal and on twitter at hwp podcast You can also head on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our podcasts. And also, if you have a little more time, possibly give us a five-star review. That would really help us out, and it helps us indie podcasters become a little more visible. Want to learn a little more about Holly Weird Paranormal? Then head on over to our website at hollyweirdparanormal.com. You can also subscribe and become a patron on our Patreon page, which is at www.patreon.com dot com. Forward slash Holly Weird Paranormal for as little as $1 or more per month for one, two, three, or for a lifetime. You can be supporting Holly Weird Paranormal podcasts, and a little truly does go a very, very long way. And you'll be gifted in items such as a coaster, stickers, pins, and even future shout outs on our episode. Now, speaking of shout outs, we have a few awesome new patrons that we want to give a big shout out to and a huge thank you. Patrick Landon, Marcy Huerta and Megan thank you guys so much for your donations and your support for Holly weird paranormal we truly do appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts and every time I send Bryce's information he cries along with his beard so it is amazing that you guys are so supportive and we are so grateful for you guys thank you so much all right friends stay tuned for part three because it's going to be coming out pretty soon I promise And take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we hope that you're staying healthy and happy, and most of all, Holly Weird. Take care, friends.